0: 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 13. Here's what it says. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. I want to label the message this morning, don't forget to remember. Don't Forget to remember. Nearly 25 years ago, I sat in the basement of the Rock of Ages Baptist Church in Maywood, Illinois. I listened to the saddest personal testimony that I've ever heard. Reverend Gordon McLean shared with me the story of his life. He was an only child with a deceased father and an ailing mother. His mother suffered from a rare strain of Alzheimer's disease. He fought back tears as he told me that she was being cared for in a nursing facility, which he visited regularly. Tragically, with each new visit, he had to be reintroduced his own mother. She had not recognized him as her son for nearly 15 years. Picture that, a disease so debilitating that it erased the face of an only son from his mother's memory. As disturbing as this true story is, it pales in comparison to the spiritual Alzheimer's disease that plagues many so-called Christians. Consequently, our relationships are suffering with God and with others because we too have lost sight of the Son. The issue of remembering was on Paul's mind as he wrote his second letter to Timothy. Immediately after greeting him, He urged Timothy by calling him to the memory of their forefathers' faith, their own deep relationship, Timothy's rich spiritual heritage, the day of Timothy's calling and gifting for ministry, and lastly, the pattern of sound teaching he had given Timothy. Remember, remember. Remember, remember, remember. Memory has a ministry and Timothy will need it if he's going to go the distance in Christian service. So as Paul continues challenging Timothy to cultivate a character that endures suffering, he now demands... That he remembered Jesus. This hidden gem calls to bear the full weight of the gospel and the faithfulness of God as the driving forces to keeping us going when times get hard. So I want to briefly examine these pointed words from Paul to Timothy because I believe that a careful consideration and personal application of these truths is exactly what we need to keep going. This text teaches all who will listen that the reality of suffering in ministry demands that we remember In order to endure. I like the way that sounds. I'll play it for you again. The reality of suffering in ministry. Demands that we remember. In order to endure. This is going to hurt. But remember. That the gospel involves suffering and it overcomes suffering as well. And so the question on the table that I want to ask and answer in our remaining moments is simply this, what must we remember not to forget? Paul tells us, or tells Timothy rather, in verses 8 and 9, remember to keep looking back To Jesus. We must remember Jesus and his victory over death after suffering as the chief motivation for our endurance in ministry. Paul, after commanding Timothy to suffer in the previous section with principles and pictures, now arrives at the meat of the matter. He says, young man, remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, offspring of David. This injunction from Paul to Timothy is to keep on remembering Jesus. This is critical because as we go through the motions and miseries of ministry, it is easy to forget what And who it's really all about. So he tells him, remember Jesus Christ. This speaks to the Lord's humanity, his victory, and his genealogy. Here Paul lifts up the master as a picture of divine victory after human defeat. This, friends is a necessary mile marker for each of us on the journey of Christian endurance. It does not matter how far we've traveled, how much we've been through, or how hurt we are. If we can remember Jesus Christ, we can be met with God's power to keep us when we can't keep ourselves. Because of Paul, because of this, Paul goes on to say the gospel is summarized with these two facts. Jesus was raised and he does reign as the Messiah of Davidic promise. This is Paul's bottom line summary of the gospel he preaches and it's the reason he too is suffering like a common criminal. But here's the good part. The word of God is not bound. Paul is clear. I've been chained over the truth, but the truth can't be handcuffed. God is so faithful that even if you incarcerate the preacher, the message will break free. Let let me help you see it. Watchman Nee was arrested for his faith in Christ in 1952. He spent the rest of his life in prison. He died in a jail cell on May 30th, 1972. When his niece came to collect his possessions, she was given a scrap of paper that the guard found on his bed. On it was written his life's testimony. Christ is the son of God who died for the redemption of sinners and was resurrected after three days. This is the greatest truth in the universe. I die because of my belief in Christ. Signed, Watchman Nee. Even on his deathbed, Knee had his mind on Jesus, not his impending death or his unjust imprisonment. Can I tell you, brothers, that suffering becomes more bearable when we filter it through the lens of the cross. Look to Jesus for motivation. Remember his pain. Remember his shame. Remember his abandonment. Remember his cross. Remember his death. And please, remember his resurrection. Oh yes, don't forget to remember. Remember to keep looking back to Jesus. That's verses 8 and 9. But then verse 10 says to us, remember to keep looking around at the faithful. We must remember faithful Christians who have endured pain in order to promote God's glory. Now, it is as if Paul lowers the camera lens from the sky to his own place of confinement. He says, young man, remember Jesus, but also remember me. I'm standing under a heavy load of suffering, and I'm not doing it for myself. I know I sound crazy telling you to do what got me jailed, but I'm not. Son, there's more at stake than your comfort or desires. I therefore endure it all for the sake of God's elect, that they also may obtain the eternal glory that is available in Christ. Jesus suffered to save the church. But now, Timothy, I suffer To serve the church. So Tim, as you suffer, remember there's a bigger picture. There are people you don't know in places you haven't been with faces you've never seen who will be impacted by God's call for you to go through suffering for the sake of the gospel. This is a call to sacrificial service for the sake of others. It's not optional. It's necessary. It's not unique. It's universal. It's not just probable. It's guaranteed. I'm glad to report today, brothers, that I had my own Paul. My beloved grandfather was a native of Alabama who migrated to Chicago. He was called into ministry against his will, and he suffered extensively to build God a church. He was a bivocational pastor who drove taxis by day and led a congregation by night. He didn't have much, but he gave God all he had. And in my moments of ministry frustration and pastoral difficulty, I remember how he endured, and I'm inspired that I can too. Look around for inspiration. Brothers, we must look to the heroes of Scripture, to the heroes of history, and even to the heroes of today, to find inspiration in the face of suffering. Remember to keep looking back to Jesus. Remember to keep looking around at the faithful. But then he tells us, thirdly and finally, here in verses 11 through 13, remember to keep looking forward to the promises of God. We must remember God's promises about how he will respond to us based on his own character. Finally, Paul brings this section to a lofty crescendo by inserting a hymn that restates his emphasis poetically. This is one of the five trustworthy sayings in the pastoral epistles. It is promissory poetry in just four lines. These are contrasting couplets which underscore what God will do in response to what we have done. The first deals with present life and eternal future. The second deals with human failings And divine responses. Here we are comforted by the reality that if we die for Him, we will live with Him. And if we endure suffering for Him, we will also reign with Him. But then we are warned that if we ultimately deny Him, He will ultimately deny us. This promise mirrors the very words of Jesus, recorded in Matthew 10 and 33. Finally, we are told that our temporary faithlessness can't alter God's unchanging faithfulness. This is exceptional comfort for all who will attempt to persevere for the sake of the gospel. Even though we sometimes waver and slip into unfaithfulness in our efforts to serve, God stays faithful. You see, no one in this room is always faithful. No one in history has always been faithful but Jesus. And in the glory of the gospel, it is the faithfulness of Jesus Christ that enables God the Father to be unwavering in his commitment to sinners like us. The point of this quotation is that Christians should continue to endure hardship and remain faithful to the Lord in view of what Jesus Christ has done and will do. Look Forward for confirmation. Be encouraged because trouble won't last always. Be encouraged because God is keeping score. Be encouraged because even when you fail Him, He won't forsake you. Don't forget. To remember. The church, brothers, God's children, can never afford to forget God's Son. And I've got good news. It's simply this if you remember Jesus, He will return the favor. When on the cross of Calvary, the Lord was crucified. The mob stood round about him and mocked him till he died. Two thieves were nailed beside him to share the agony. But one of them cried out to him, "O oh Lord, remember me. Oh, what a shame to kill him there on that rugged cross. But such a death was needed to rescue all the loss. His blood made a ransom. To set the captives free. I know that I'm included. He will remember me. Will the Lord remember me? When I am called to go. When I have crossed death's chilly sea. Will he his love there show? Oh yes. He heard my feeble cry. From bondage he set me free. And when I reach the pearly gates. He will. Remember me. Don't forget to remember. Let us pray. God, we love you because you first loved us. We thank you for your word that has spoken clearly to our hearts because of the reality of suffering in ministry. We must learn to remember in order to endure. Help us to remember you. Help us to remember the examples of others. And help us to remember the very promises of your word. It's in the powerful and perfect name of Jesus that we pray. Thank God.